Welcome to the Straight Talk on Fleet podcast with Aaron Gilchrist. Each week, Aaron will be breaking down fleet management, trying to cut through the noise and get down to the real issues safety and operations leaders are struggling with every day. The goal will be to get to the bottom of how leaders can break down these silos of information, accelerate change management, how to use real-time accurate data to drive massive efficiencies across fleet-focused business processes, and to elevate people's careers with emerging best practices. Now it's time for the Straight Talk on Fleet. All right. Well, welcome everyone to Straight Talk Live. Today is uh, on maintenance. So today we're going to be talking about future-proofing your fleet. I am your host, Chris Luckenbill. I'm the VP of Product Marketing here at IntelliShift and your MC for today's live recording of episode 27. The camera tech is not working currently, so you'll hear Aaron speaking on the subject but we still wanna encourage you to add your questions about maintenance or anything fleet community related inside of the questions or the chat prompt inside of the software. Uh, once Aaron's finished the keynote, we'll go through your questions, I'll unmute you and you can have the discussion and ask Aaron directly and we'll get to some solutions. This forum is for interacting and we encourage everyone here to give us your best, worst case scenarios and to basically work out fleet community stuff. Our commitment is to get to each and every one of your questions. If we don't get to all of the questions before this hour is up, Aaron is going to personally follow up with you and provide the answer. So it's my privilege to introduce Aaron Gilchrist Rugg. She's IntelliShift's fleet evangelist. A little bit about Aaron for those who haven't been to Straight Talk Live before. She was the 2019 Fleet Manager of the Year. And she spent 15 years at SafeLight Autoglass, where she oversaw all aspects of fleet operations. Today, Aaron is going to share with you how to future proof your maintenance program for success today and tomorrow. Aaron, take it away. Thank you, Chris. Can you hear me okay? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. It, it's it's weird not having um, not being able to share my enthusiastic face with all of you. So sorry about that. Um, but excited to be back for another episode of Straight Talk Live. As Chris mentioned, I'm Aaron. I'm the host of the Straight Talk on Fleet podcast, but this is our live version. So we're happy you're here to help us build this community. Uh, we want to have fleet operations and safety leaders help us sort of cut through that noise and engage in the straight talk on everything fleet. So today, as Chris mentioned, we're going to be talking about maintenance. So a quick run through of how it's going to go today. I'll spend 15-ish um, minutes running you through this agenda here. So I'll take us through five key elements, um, in my opinion, that will help drive successful maintenance programs for your fleets. We'll cover what it means to be um, proactive and predictive in fleet man, uh, maintenance and I'll share my sort of vision of the day in a life of a technician, an operator, a driver when everything maintenance is sort of clicking, right? And then the most important part is we're going to open up the discussion so we can learn from each other, ask questions, help each other solve today's challenges in maintenance or as Chris said, anything fleet. So let's dig in. 
Um, okay, so in my opinion, every successful maintenance program has a solid structure. That includes, and you'll hear me use that word a lot because I require that, I think we all do, with the many hats we wear as fleet leaders. So um, that structure to me is, is five elements, and Chris is going to throw some things up here for you um, on slides to help you sort of follow along. You can screenshot, take notes, whatever works, and I'm also happy to share my outline with anyone here on the call. Um, just ping me and I'm happy to do that. So the first one is organizational buy-in on the importance of PM compliance. The second is a supportive tech stack to make it easy for you and your drivers. Three is a thorough and supported maintenance policy as part of your overall fleet policies and operating practices. Four, a network of shops that knows your business regionally or nationally or however you uh, maintain your fleet. Five is a partner or partners who understand your fleet and use data to drive action, analytics, trending, and recommendations. So let's dig into these five a little bit deeper. Um, but before uh, we do that, I want to offer up that, um, and then one of uh, the people on our team will put these links in the chat. I'm going to reference some other episodes that I've broadcasted of my podcast that dig a little deeper on some of these topics that we'll cover in these um, five aspects of a maintenance program. But first is episode six, where I do a complete deep dive on maintenance management. So give that a listen or a watch. Um, and again, you'll find that link uh, live in the chat here uh, shortly. So, okay, number one, back to organizational buy-in. It's about building a team around you for success, right? And moving your vision forward inside your organization. I think about fleet, operations, safety, purchasing, risk, HR, legal, um, having representatives for those from those business units in your organization to help build policy, operating practice, to share with them the measurements on the impact of compliance and non-compliance for the organization and for operations so that everyone understands the cost of making these good and bad decisions as it relates to maintenance for your fleet and really anything, right? This drives overall organizational buy-in and think about top-down leadership, right? So when you have a team around you like this, they're gonna help build the credibility and trust that you need to drive your visions and your goals forward. So on that note, I cover project and change management, um, that topic in, in grave detail in episode five. So, and that's the sort of how to get everyone in your network, internally and externally, working together for your greater good. So that's what um, how I see organizational buy-in playing a, a role in all that we do as fleet leaders. The second thing, second step, stacking your tech. Now we could talk about this for the entire um, time we're together. However, I'm gonna net it down to you know four main components in stacking your tech for a successful management maintenance program, right? So having telematics, in my experience, is the best place to, to start. Telematics allows robust data from the driver and the vehicle that will help you gain insights into trends like how driver behavior impacts vehicle life and maintenance, um, in, uh, vehicle performance, if you're maintaining vehicles too often, too late, or right on time, where you have premature failing parts, uh, vehicle downtime, so when it makes sense to combine services. So telematics allows 
for that. Also, it allows for vehicle ECM data to assist you in troubleshooting codes, preventing breakdowns, reducing downtime, scheduling maintenance versus showing up at a shop and just hoping and praying they have the right parts and time and talent to service your vehicle that day. Data like odometer readings combined with maintenance history that can prop up a more automated PM scheduling mechanism for your fleet, right? And this robust data allows you to report on and visualize with the data the effects that non-compliance in maintenance has on safety, downtime, vehicle life, and of course, cost. So it's like the more you know, the more you can show and influence, which we all know is a huge role for us as fleet and operations and safety leaders is influencing our organization on the things that we're trying to do, right? And how important they are. The second aspects of the aspect of the tech stack is digital inspections. I have a whole episode. Um, it's short, but awfully sweet. It's episode eight on vehicle inspections. And um, I talk about how they play a, play a key role in improving uptime and vehicle life, as well as um, preventative and predictive maintenance. Um, and not to mention safety and driver identification. We'll dig into that in a second. So digital inspections, I think, are um, a foundational aspect of all successful fleet management programs and fleet maintenance programs. Um, the third uh, is driver applications. That's another great way to alert drivers and stay in contact with them on needed PMs, when and where and what needs you know, to be completed, the time frame in which the service needs completed, scoring drivers on their performance with PMs, I think is a really uh, excellent uh, way to use driver apps and data. And then fourth, the argue, and arguably the most critical component of your tech stack, um, really outside of being able to gather the data through telematics, is having a fleet intelligence software, right, that combines all these um, aspects of data from telematics, AI video dash cams, fuel, uh, your maintenance program, the vehicle itself, routing data, et cetera, to give you the most up-to-date information so that you can do this, right, keeping drivers safe on the road, using their time most efficiency, efficiently, and controlling cost. So in my mind, building a tech stack for safety will always result in success in every area of fleet management, including maintenance. And I do know how hard it is to add and or switch technology providers. I have experience in that area. It's painful, right? Uh, the greater pain is staying with subpar providers. So if you need help or need resources on how to implement new tech or switch from the tech you have, watch or listen um, to episode 11 where I talk about switching tools, tech, and providers. I dig into the method and means by which to do that successfully. Um, maybe not seamlessly, but definitely successfully. And um, episode nine is a great one too. I touch on this because I cover AI video dash cams in episode nine. And I really uh, talk about this fundamental um, step in building a place or having a place and a partner. Um, and we're, we call that fleet intelligence software, again, where you can bring all the data together to make everything uh, make sense and drive safety and efficiency, right? Okay, so that's tech stack in an abbreviated version. Uh, the third step 
a thorough and supported maintenance policy is part of your overall fleet policies and operating practices. Again, a policy that defines what drivers and managers need to know and what they need to do. So operations manager compliance, those are people out there that are managing those drivers closely. Driver compliance, um, how you're making it easy for them to comply, comply, and that really goes back to the tech stack that you're building or planning to build. Include what's in it for them. What's in it for the organization when we do things the right way according to policy, right? What's in it for branches and drivers? Think about fleet cost per mile, maintenance cost per mile, cutting cost, increasing profit. Again, seeing ourselves as profit drivers rather than cost centers, right? And we can do that when we have a good policy that has definition around what we're gonna report on. And for our drivers, it's more about safety and getting to customers on time, for example, right? So again, what's in it for them? And compliance reporting, how, when, what, and who is responsible for improvement and for compliance. So again, abbreviated thoughts on uh, your policy. Again, happy to share more, reach out to me. Policy is a critical cornerstone of what we do as, as fleet leaders. Number four is a network of shops who knows your business nationally or regionally. Again, um, partnering internally or externally to build the network needed to ensure these things, right? Quality and workmanship, keeping appointments or actually taking appointments, providers that take appointments, um, time to serve before and after hours potentially, right? It's not just about cycle time. It's like, when can they get you in that works for you? And can they give you scheduling preference? Think about how to measure, measure your cycle time, right? In this, um, with these networks of shops um, by event type. So you can really grade those shops with your partners. And then ensuring that partners have parts in stock that you've maybe that you've negotiated with negotiated pricing for with your partners uh, for example a national tire program uh, a great way to um, lock in type and price um, for the type of vehicles that you run in your fleet um, and then links between you your supplier your network of shops or your own shops for ease in approval um, getting um, events approved quickly billing and invoicing and certainly coding to make sure that everything goes in the right place so you can manage and report on your costs um, in maintenance to improve on analytics, timely payments, and timely and accurate reporting to finance, right? So that is those shop relationships and partner relationships are really important. And then to build on that, number five is a partner who understands your fleet and uses data to drive action, analytics, trending, and recommendations. So this partner is someone or partners are someone who can bring the fleet intelligence to life. Remember bringing all that data together to tell a story and help you be predictive and preventative, which we'll talk about in a second. They share in the responsibilities of a successful maintenance program with you, for you. They make recommendations to you that you might not have thought about based on real trends, okay? Your data and industry data combined they know your segments or profiles inside and out. And in episode 14, I talk about profile, profiling your fleet. And what I mean by that is think about sales managers might drive cars, managers um, in operations might drive pickups, technicians in vans, delivery drivers in box trucks. These are all small fleets 
inside your larger fleet. They do different things, they're different specs, different weights and skill sets. So I recommend for all fleet programs and especially inside maintenance to segment your fleet so you can properly benchmark, report, do trend analyses, um, gain insights, um, initiate change management in each of those smaller fleets with inside your larger fleet. So again, episode 14, I dig into profiling and it was a brilliant idea um, that, that um, one of my analysts had at SafeLight many years ago that really improved the way that we could um, use data to drive action, right, with our partners. Um, okay, so those are the five steps. Again, I kind of buzzed through those, but I want to leave time for questions and I want to hear your thoughts. But let's toggle to this idea of predictive and proactive maintenance and how it really requires all of the steps that I shared above here, but most importantly, stacking your tech. So in, from my perspective, I think about proactivity is sort of the right tools and the right tech so you can maintain your vehicles at the right time, um, the right place with the right parts at the right price, right? Sounds easy, <laughs> it's not. But being proactive does a few things. If you have those right tools and technologies and can achieve those things, you'll have a safe and efficient fleet. You'll certainly increase um, and maximize your asset life. You'll increase your uptime. That reducing those unplanned breakdowns is critical to servicing your um, ultimate customers. And when you can increase uptime, think about combining services. So a vehicle's going in for an oil change, and we know that it's overdue for a tire rotation. In upcoming, you have a transmission service. So combining those when it makes sense and having them done at the same time um, to increase uptime. Also, avoiding over and under servicing your vehicles. So being proactive helps you do that. The goal here is just-in-time vehicle service for your fleet. And then predictive is um, a sort of a more robust approach in my opinion. It's again, having that right technology, but it's about bringing the right data together with the, the right partner or partners to identify trends. Again, I'll go back to over or under servicing assets, really important. You don't wanna to spend too much and you don't want assets breaking down from under servicing. So really finding that sweet spot and um, th that data and trend, Trending analysis helps you do that. Uh, failing parts, parts that are failing prematurely, failing makes and models in your fleet. It could be that there's something really wrong with that those assets in your fleet, but also could be that you didn't spec out the right one in the first place. Um, again, being predictive and proactive, this is about setting your fleet operations up for success. So when you have the right data, the right partner and the right platform, then you guys, you can work with your partners to spec the right assets for the work that you do, replacing assets that aren't cutting it, being able to see those things happening in real time and saying, hang on, um, how do we uh, toggle? Can we toggle, right? And holding the right parties responsible for failures that you're seeing and potentially recovering costs, um, which is really important when we think about the number of miles that we drive, the, the the number of maintenance events that we have in our fleet. So kind of the difference for me between proactive and predictive, right? So 
either way, the, this approach to, of being proactive and predictive in our um, maintenance management really requires, again, digital inspection tool, telematics, driver apps, fleet intelligence platform. You need to gather the right data from the right sources. And when I think um, about how critical this is, I think of matching right, the driver to the vehicle every single day, making inspections routine in your fleet, and gathering ECM data, preventative maintenance predicted by climate, driver behavior, geography versus just some cookie cutter um, schedule initiated by an OEM. Yes, those are important, but if you get in a vehicle and I get in a vehicle, the exact same vehicles and we drive the exact same routes every day, our vehicles are gonna have um, different performance based on how you drive versus how I drive. So really allowing the data to speak and, and steward how we manage our maintenance program. So, okay, so that's my quick keynote, but I wanna share with you and I want you to think while I'm sharing, so I want to share this sort of visionary day in the life of a driver or operator and what that could look and feel like when things are, are going well, maintenance management's going well, we have the right tech, data information, partnerships, right? So while I'm um, walking through this vision, think about um, how you could share your own vision for engaging drivers and operators for success in maintenance and also just helping each other break down these barriers that we might be having. So maybe be prepared to share some barriers that you're faced with um, and think of any questions that you might have. So quickly, so a day in the life of a tech, right? Um, if I think about a driver um, starting his or her day, and I wish you could see me right now because I have my you know, smartwatch on and I think about waking up in the morning and I'll, I'll, I'll be the persona of the driver right now. I wake up in the morning, I look at my wearable, I know that today I'm feeling good. I got enough sleep. I'm fit for the day, right? I'm fit to drive the vehicle and do the, the jobs that I'm set out to do today. And by the way, I know what they are, right? And then my asset, right? I get um, my MRM tool, whatever that is, my phone, my iPad, whatever I'm provided with. And I check my vehicle fitness, right? So I do a digital inspection. So I'm fit and the vehicle's fit. But what the digital inspection allows me to do is also pair with my asset. So every single day, all of us out there in the fleet world have a very accurate and finite view of what vehicles are in what assets in our fleets every day, right? And so that's a great way to start the day, especially for, for fleets who want to alert their customer that they're coming and maybe share that Aaron is showing up in vehicle one, two, three, four, five, to come to their home and, and check their um, washer or dryer today, right? So starting out with driver and vehicle fitness, moving to a digital inspection, and then throughout the day, think about the opportunity to send your drivers from stop to stop and being able to alert facilities or customers to the arrival time and driver ID of the, of the um, driver what vehicle they might be arriving in so they know what to expect and that makes people feel safe um and then planned and scheduled maintenance stops and fuel stops so we we say this driver has to make six stops today and we always know that but what if we know that the driver is going to be at a quarter tank between stops two and three 
and we plan his or her fuel stop. So I, I get to customer two, I get an alert that says you need to get fuel. And not only do I know that I need to get fuel, I can stop for fuel along my route. So I'm not going off route, I'm maximizing efficiency between stops two and three today. And what that also does is it lets your operators and drivers know that you know, right? So it prevents theft and it prevents unauthorized use of assets. Again, right time, right place, right price, right parts. We can do this for fuel. We need to be able to do this for maintenance too. And it increases safety, right? Um, maybe we can, t we can route um, my, my stops today and avoid trouble intersections that we know about. Data can tell us about more um, geographical things, like we want to avoid trouble intersect intersections. We want to go to maintenance shops where they have parts in stock to avoid upselling. The main goal here in this day in the life is getting our operators, getting me, in and out in the safest, quickest, and most compliant way um, all day long. Routing and rerouting throughout the day as needed, alerting the driver to um, you know, behavior issues that they might be having behind the wheel, alerting leadership to behavior that they might need to address with the driver either in real time or at their next stop, and getting alerts about vehicle issues going on throughout the day. So if we have to ground an asset, maybe we can redeploy another or reroute jobs so that we don't miss customer appointments. And at the end of the day, when the driver gets back to home base, whatever that is, whether it's their home or shop, the driver's provided with a summary of the day. And maybe they don't look at it then, but maybe it's in the morning, but it's whatever metrics are important to you, on time for appointments, PMs, um, fuel behaviors, safe driving behaviors, certainly would be um, primary. So that's sort of the dream um, day in the life of a technician or driver or operator for me, is that all these things that you've set up come um, together when all the data talks to each other. And the ultimate experience is the drivers and then your customers, everybody getting where they need to, to be safely and efficiently um, day to day. So I'll stop there. Um, and sort of open it up. Um, Chris, I'll toggle back to you um, to see if there's any questions coming in on the chat or um, we can get rolling that way. So thank you for listening to my keynote. I hope it was, I hope it was helpful. Aaron, that was, that was great. Uh, really appreciate the conciseness here about you know, these complicated issues with proactive and preventative maintenance in particular. There are a couple questions that have come in. I wanna encourage attendees, since this is a live session, we can discuss any maintenance challenges you're having, uh, how you're implementing proactive or preventative or where you're getting stuck, or really since this is the fleet community's primary forum, if you have any other topics that you'd like to discuss with Aaron, just go ahead and add that. There's a questions drop down chat box and you can type your question in there and we'll queue you up. Uh, Aaron, the first question that came through was, uh, she asked, what if I really can't get my organization to care about vehicle inspections, right, to adopt? 
Yeah, I wish that was a new topic. Unfortunately, it's not. But since vehicle inspections are, you know, really leading to, what do they do for us? They reduce accidents, they reduce downtime, they reduce fines, etc. Um, so I think, you know, getting your organization to care is about working with your providers today who are helping you with maintenance or um, technology, your telematics providers, to define the cost of inaction. Um, that's the biggest thing that you want to show your organizations. I think that looking at data around unplanned breakdowns and failures, missed appointments, upsells on tires, like I mentioned, because your driver just showed up to a shop when they heard tire noise, and then somebody sold them a tire that was $40 per tire more than expen more expensive than what the vehicle really needed or what maybe you have negotiated already. But basically these controllables that you missed by not doing inspections, you know, sort of defining that cost of inaction. And then there's the idea of demonstrating the real time and cost of performing digital inspections because they're quick and efficient. So there's industry information out there about the benefits. I also can share, you know, what I know, IntelliShift's here to share what we know about the benefits of, um, of doing digital inspections. So great question. Hopefully that answer helped, but we're also here to help. Awesome. We're going to go to um, Corey Wojo. Hey, Aaron. I just wanted to see how do you how do you make sure that your drivers are compliant with your policies when they're all over the place remotely? <laughs> I love this question. Thanks, Corey. Um, yeah, compliance is has always been an issue, and I think it's across all of the um, things that we do in our with our fleet programs. Um, you know, I'll go back to the question on inspections. It's about using your data, um, benchmarking data, industry information, best practices, sort of to demonstrate that cost of inaction in every area of compliance, but especially maintenance, because it has a super steep impact on your cost. Um, your customer experience, your driver experience, your vehicle life, the list goes on. But I think when we're talking about getting people, drivers to care, care about compliance, um, another way to go about that is safety, Corey. Um, I talked about how building a tech stack for safety will make you successful in every area of your business. If you can get your drivers compliant on safety, they're gonna follow suit, in my opinion, on all the other areas because you've now convinced them that you really, really care. Um, and when you can show drivers that you care and being compliant on driver behavior, then all these other behaviors that also impact safety, cost and efficiency will fall in line a lot easier. Um, we, could we could talk about that all day, but th those are that's my recommendation um, on you know getting your organization and your drivers to care about um, compliance. It's an uphill battle. I know that firsthand. And I'm also really um, would love to work with anyone one-on-one -on, -one on the issue of compliance because it really goes back to, in my mind, to this idea of change management and how we initiate that within our organizations. It's going to be meaningful when you know the president of your organization says, um, "I really care about vehicle inspections. I really care about putting your phone down." I really care about never interacting with devices while 
driving. And when you can get that top-down leadership approach through getting that team built around you, which goes back to kind of that first step that I shared today, which was organizational buy-in. When you can do that, I think um, compliance will naturally start to improve um, because your drivers and your operation, operations leaders are hearing that um, from the right source. I hope that makes sense and I hope that that helped. Great question. Hey, Corey, can we, is it okay? Can we double click on this? Because this is a broad topic that I think all fleet leaders are challenged with. And do you mind giving us a little bit of context? So your question is about how do you make sure that drivers are compliant with safety? Can you just give us a little bit of background about this sort of the size of your fleet, how long you've been in the safety compliance, what your role is really, um, and uh, what challenge you're seeing in particular? I'd love to hear those three things. I don't have a fleet. Um but I'm learning more and more from Aaron each um, episode. I'm on the I'm on the same side as Aaron, um, and I but I am in the safety tech space. So the message, always the message to the driver, the message to the organization, is the most vital. So I appreciate Aaron, you know, helping with that message and helping with strategy. Oh, awesome! Well, thank there. you so much. Appreciate the question. Yeah, it's a great one. And and I think too, um, I talk about when I when I talk about policy, um, and I talk about that a lot in different episodes, I always come back to when I come back to compliance, I always come back to top-down leadership. Um, I think the toughest battle, and I think I took this on alone a lot. And I think if there's fleet managers on the call, you may have done the same thing where you you kind of get a roadblock and you decide okay, well, I'm gonna have to do this on my own. I'm gonna have to write these policies on my own. I'm gonna have to try to figure this out. But when you build a team around you and you have people who can help from, from HR in your organizations and legal and people who can chime in with their point of views, the C-suite in your organization is more apt to listen. It's this one voice from multiple subject matter experts in different areas of the operation whether it be IT or legal or HR or ops, chiming in to say, this is important and here, here's why it's important. But I think it always goes back to having good data and information to be able to demonstrate for your organization, here's what happens when we're not compliant. Here's how devastating it can be. And you know, when Corey talked about safety, I mean, safety on, or compliance on safety if you can't get that, you're you're dead in the water. So I think it's really critical to um, again go back to building that right team around you, having the executive support, and really carefully um, and intentionally sharing with your drivers and operators what's in it for them, right? Because we really do care. It's just the right message around how we care and how and putting our money where our mouth is showing that we do by having the right tools and tech and data um, so that drivers know what they're doing and can make the improvements we expect them to make so that builds compliance and it and it reduces accidents every single day aaron this came in a while back when we were talking about the day in the life and it was uh, is this day in the life scenario really possible um i think 
maybe not for every fleet today, but it is possible. The technology and the tools are out there, but I think starting with telematics and inspections, that's a great place to start building data and driving good behaviors and being proactive. So with telematics and inspections, you can begin to build those data sets needed to guide your assets or drivers and operators through a more predictable experience every day. Mm -hmm. So as they set out to do whatever you plan for them to do, that they can see that coming to fruition more often than not. So I encourage you to identify what's missing in your vehicle and driver fitness efforts. Um, and I love those terms and I'll use those a lot. Um, so what's missing in, in your driver and, and vehicle fitness efforts today and make a plan to close those gaps on what's missing. And yeah, that scenario is possible. Um, and I'm here to help you. Um, you know, my content's free. It's out there. Um, you know, we've shared a lot of links to different podcasts today, but also just reach out. I'm here to help you kind of navigate um, ways to make a day in the life scenario really possible for for your drivers and operators and for your organization. Awesome. Fleet community, there's just one more question. So if you all have another one, make sure you pop it in. But Aaron, the last question here was that compliance, which seems to be our theme, continues <laughs> to be an issue in her organization. How do you get people to care about compliance? I mean, I think it's the same, you know, answer that Corey you know, ask, you know, he asked the question around safety compliance. I think it's any compliance. Again, it's just about using your data, right? Your benchmarking data, industry information, these best practices we share in forums like this to demonstrate to your organizations what it costs when you don't, when you're not compliant. I mean, maintenance, obviously huge implications. You'll blow engines, you'll have breakdowns, things this customer experience that your organization um, you know, lives for um, that affects their bottom line every day won't be possible, um, not, on a, not on a sustainable basis, if compliance doesn't fall into line. Compliance has huge implications on your cost and your customer experience. Um, you'll retain drivers when they feel like their day is more predictable and they can get to their customers on time because that's how they get paid right and then vehicle life i mean again um a very similar answer to to how we you know get our organizations to care about safety compliance it's it's all relative um but again um i won't beat that horse anymore but just know that i'm here to talk one-on-one -on -one, um with you if you if you'd like and i because i i certainly know firsthand um that compliance is sort of a um journey not a destination so um it's again just goes back to um, showing your organization what happens when when we're not compliant and that's a great place to start but you really do need data to do that and you need those right partnerships so yeah so any more questions flow in in the meantime here chris it looks like we have answered all the questions so thank you so much aaron today for really walking through the difficult P's, the two P's, the three P's of maintenance, right? Proactive, predictive, preventative. Um, it's a complicated subject and I, I really love 
hearing you speak on this topic and organize these complexities in a simple way that people can follow. So thank you for this. And thank you to our audience for the questions you all have added. Yep. Thanks guys. Um, great talking to you today. I'm sorry that I couldn't see you and you couldn't see me, but we're working out the kinks of Straight Talk Live for sure. Um, we're going to keep them coming, uh, hopefully every month for you. Um, we'd love to see you back for the next episode. We'll be out soon with um, some content information on that. But until next time, like I love to say, keep it real and keep it safe for fleet's sake. And thanks for being here, everyone. Okay.